0: hello it's alana i am an autistic ADHDer with a pda profile and this is my podcast so if you've listened to my other two episodes you'll know that i am creating a podcast that is neuroaffirming which means that i'm going to record this podcast wherever i am It doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing. It doesn't matter if the sound quality is not going to be perfect. It doesn't matter if you can hear funny noises in the background. I'm just going to do it because I know me and if I don't do it like that, I'm never going to do it. So yeah, at the moment I'm driving very carefully, hands-free, of course. Weirdly, my car has a really good microphone in it when I plug into the Apple CarPlay thing. So yeah, that's my indicator. I was like, I feel like recording an episode. And then I thought, I don't even know what I want to talk about. And then I was like, who cares? I'll just come up with something. One of the things that popped into my head right now was that I am medicated for ADHD and I just recently had to go up a dose. So I am on Vyvanse, which is a long-acting dexamphetamine, and it's been great for about 18 months. In fact, I know it's 18 months because my psych told me I have been on the same dose, which was 50 milligrams, and it's been fantastic. But recently, as you would have heard in my first episode, I am going through a divorce at the moment. And so even before that, though, I would say probably a couple of months before that, I was finding it quite hard to concentrate on work. I work from home, which some people do find difficult, I know, because it's hard to stay on track if you've got all these other distractions. But for me, I love it because if I hear my washing machine finish, I can hop up and put it into the dryer. And that's like enough of a brain break to like recharge me and I could sit back down again. But yeah, the last couple of months, I've really been struggling to concentrate. And then, you know, I went through the split with my ex-husband and in the two weeks following that, I was shocking. Most of those two weeks, I didn't really work. I wasn't so much upset about the relationship breaking up, which sounds awful, but I'm an incredibly pragmatic person. So I can see the benefits to every situation. But my autistic thing is, I don't have my reaction to things until a couple of days after the thing has happened. So we split up and then I renovated my entire bedroom over the next two days like a mad person. I did not stop. And then I kind of fell in a heap, which is really typical for me to do and even though I didn't necessarily feel sad or bad or whatever my body and my brain were like no no you actually do and oh there was no way I could do my work I had an appointment with my psych which was very well timed so even though I've been diagnosed as ADHD for it must be two years now I still have very regular appointments with him which part of me finds it annoying because I'm like I'm not a baby. You don't need to keep an eye on me. That is such an immature thing to say. But another part of me is grateful because, you know, if I didn't have that appointment coming up, I would, I don't know, I would have really struggled. And we all know how hard it is to get in with psychiatrists at the moment and pediatricians. That's another story. So I had the appointment with him and I don't know if any fellow ADHDers know, you know, that checklist they run you through where so the answers are never, rarely, sometimes, always. I think he said in the last three weeks, did you interrupt someone when they were talking? Did you you know, stand up when you're supposed to be sitting down? Now, I will say that diagnostic list is very much skewed towards children. However, my psychiatrist specializes in adult ADHD. So he has actually changed some of the wording in it so that it's way more appropriate for adults. But I will say one of the questions that I struggled with the first time was like standing up when it's not appropriate. Just say you're in a work meeting or something, you might want to get up and move around, but you're an adult, so you've taught yourself, forced yourself to learn to sit still. Because you've been taught over many years, been given many, many negative messages about your behavior that you've squashed it all down and tried to force yourself to fit into societal norms. Anyway, when he asked it this time, I was like, always, because I could not sit still at my desk for work. The minute one other thing entered my head, like an idea of something I could do, I was up and I was doing that thing. But anyway, so we're going through this checklist and I was answering always to pretty much every question. Now, my whole point is I knew I was struggling, right? I've, I've been on ADHD meds for two years. I've had really good results. I knew I was struggling, but I didn't put enough emphasis on, how do I say this? I wasn't validating myself enough to think I needed to ask for help or I deserved to ask for help. And honestly, it was really only because I had that appointment booked with my psych that I did ask for help. And I've come so far with so many things, but I don't know why. It's not like I was doing it on purpose. It just didn't come into my mind. So we run through that diagnostic thing and, you know, I'm answering always to most of them. And he said, Alana, you're really struggling. And I was like, yeah, I I guess I am. And We talked about how, you know, a lot of this can be circumstantial struggle. So, you know, obviously I've got some stuff going on at home, but like I told him, it had been happening before then. And so he's put my dose up and I feel so much better. It just got me thinking about how long we will let ourselves struggle. I don't know. Is this a mother thing? Is this a female thing? If one of my kids told me they were struggling, I would get onto that straight away. But for some reason, I feel like I have this expectation of myself and I'm trying so hard to get rid of the shoulds in my life, but I feel like I should be able to cope with things better. And I forget that my needs are fluctuating. Like sometimes I can deal with everything and sometimes I can't, but I didn't actively pursue the help. So yeah, I guess this episode today is geared towards reminding you that you are worthy of help and you're worthy of feeling good and all of those things it's really really hard to get into the habit of putting ourselves first but it has a knock-on effect I am so much more patient with the kids I'm so much happier I'm able to sit down and do my work And the thing is, is when I can't do my work, if you're struggling, even if you were feeling good before, you're worthy of going and asking for help. And yeah, I think you're really cool. I love what you're wearing. It really suits you. Bye.